0: Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Zaria, a.k.a. Black Phoebe Hollowell, and I'm back with another episode. Y'all, guess what? I literally just recorded nine minutes of a fucking episode, and I had to start all over. Oh, Lord Jesus. Because I was trying to pause to get some water. Anyways, y'all, let me start off again by saying... I want to start off first saying that I believe this is actually episode eight. I'm going to edit the episodes and... Uh, fix my error, and I know in the last just please disregard my previous episode where I'm talking about um when I'm talking about like what episode number I'm on because I'm I'm totally incorrect. I uh kind of messed up and didn't put episode four in one of my episodes. But anyways, you guys, how are you? I hope that you guys had a good week. You know, well, good two weeks actually because I missed last week's episode. I hope that you guys done something that is healing and self-love or anything that's productive. I hope so. Um, also, I would like to say I am, I apologize for my missing my last week's episode. It's, it's bad. It's because <laughs> it's because I've been going through a lot. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about in my podcast today. It's just so much like, so much going on in this world and it's so much to carry on my shoulder on my own as a 24 year old woman being on my own paying my own bill paying this doing everything on my own I'm trying to get through it but you know like it's hard it's it's a lot of weight on your shoulders like it's so much but um I want you know I usually start off my podcast saying things that I've done productive so last week Saturday, I was going to make a a podcast, but it was just too much going on. Like, I had to go to my dad's more, my deceased father's home, and start cleaning up and packing up and trying to, you know, get it ready for the new owners. And, like, it's just so much. And then I was so exhausted because I think I worked like four days prior to that. Like, my body needed to sit the hell down. Like, I just. I couldn't do it, y'all. Like I was just, I, I, I was exhausted, I, and I, I was like, "Dang, I need to record for my content." Because I'm like, I'm trying to be more consistent. Because I'm like, I need to work on my content. I can't work this minimum wage life forever. I'm not about to do this. I'm not. I'm. I'd rather, if it comes down to it, y'all. I'd rather go sleep my ass on a bench than rather work. <laughs> and that's real talk. And that's real talk, because I don't want to have to work minimum wage my whole life. And this is, y'all, it's so bad, like, when it comes down to, you know, me not wanting to work. And I feel like this is not even my fault, in my opinion. And a lot of people will try to, well, with my, you know, with my brothers and what my certain people will say, and be like, oh, you had a chance to, you could have done something done better or something like that. I will go into the description of what I mean by that. But, um, like, anyways, that Saturday, last Saturday, I was fine. I ate, I ate three meals. Like, that's something rare for me. I want to commend myself, give myself a little clap. Like, give myself a clap because I don't really eat three meals a day. And that's due to the, the habits that black and brown parents place on their place on their kids. Black parents... I love y'all, but y'all toxic as hell. Y'all toxic as hell. Like, why would you put a lock on your refrigerator to starve your kids? And, y'all, I <laughs> like, why Why would you do that? Like, a lot of unhealthy and eating habits is from our parents doing shit like that. Like, you guys, like, why would you think that's okay? Your child has to eat like especially boy if you didn't if you can like Michael Jackson said if you can't feed your baby don't have your baby that's what he said that's what he said i'm just going by Michael Joseph Jackson what he said like i don't get it i don't get it y'all this and that's one of the reasons why i suffer from appetite problem and on my last bit on my last podcast that i literally just recorded and I, now i got to redo I was talking about me might have a, possibly having a epitome, a or however you pronounce it, codependency. And I was looking and I was searching up the ingredients trying to see if there's a lysine codependency or the other word. Okay, I don't know what the other word is, but if you're not familiar I all, the, all all I can say is that when it comes to my podcast, I know there's different people who are from different cultures and different people trying to listen to my podcast. So I try my best to be descriptive in what I'm saying so that everybody who's listening can you know understand. So epitome is this syrup that's been going viral for the past couple of years for the try to get for the girlies or who are trying to get thick, you know, trying to get thicker or whatever. And you know body dysmorphia is going on and the the way that social media is acting with bodies and that our big ass hourglass figure or whatever but um epidemi is basically supposed to be like an appetite increaser and make you gain weight, but they banned it to sell it on the internet. so certain people who sell it, they have to use a different form of payment like the the website that I buy it from you have to like, order it on the west side, but send it through, like, Zelle or something, because it's banned from the internet, because they say it's dangerous, and I know, the, I know y'all listen like Zarya, I know my, I know, I know, but you can't sit here and, like, judge anybody for wanting to gain weight in this society, or to lose weight in this society, because of how, because of how, like, hard women go through when it comes to our body and we can't sit here and act like men are the only ones who are placing these things on. us so i see a lot of body shaming from women women are very much toxic themselves and i love women but y'all some toxic hoes we are gonna talk about that it's just you know stuff like that like my appetite is just you no know, not the best and i i literally when i went to atlanta this year in february i couldn't take the syrup with me because you know I already had too much stuff, and then my carry on you can't bring on liquids to TSA, and then my um my check bag I didn't want to bring it because it would just get break broken as glass. So after that I fell off taking it, and I noticed that my appetite was very bad. I could not eat like nothing was making me eat at all. Nothing. I was like for trying to force myself to eat the fucking bagels at work because I you know I work at Starbucks. I was trying to force myself to eat the bagels. I couldn't do that. And I was just like, damn, I can't do that. <laughs> like, nothing I wanted to eat. So I started ordering a pit in mine or whatever again. And now my appetite's back. And now I have a I'm afraid that I have a codependency on the syrup. And now when I start weaning myself off this syrup because I can't drink it forever, I'm afraid that I won't have appetite. But then again, I've been in the gym constantly, and when you're in the gym, it makes you hungry because your muscles are growing. So I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to eat. But I've been cooking a lot lately. I've been trying my best to do more or whatever. So you guys, get on the topic today. The topic of this podcast today is about healing and grieving the loss of a parent and just you know, just about like how the, how I'm dealing with it. I don't know, y'all. It's a lot of people. Literally, been asked me about this story, and everybody keeps asking me like, "What happened?" And when I tell them, they don't understand. Like people don't understand. It's just so much. So, and also, I want to talk about like hexes. And if you're not a spiritual person, then you don't believe in hexes. Whatever. We all have our belief. But I believe I had a hex placed on me. Or not even a hex, like somebody was doing some kind of work on me. And I know I have haters. I know, like, a lot of people be acting like, like, oh, you have imagined people be like, there is people who have, like, imaginary haters. And just think everybody hates them, they right? just a shitty-ass person. But no, I really think that either one of my ancestors had, like, a curse placed on them. Or some of their trauma or their, you know, their whatever is there whatever is is coming back on me because the way my life kept ha- happening you guys I don't know what the hell was going on I was just like what the hell is going on but if y'all don't know and y'all don't know um anyway that's how I'm all topic 2016 to me, you guys, was the end of our lives. 2016 was just a good year. We had good music. We had Drake with that album, you know, Control. Like, we had that good music, but then everybody kept dying. 2016 was the year of death. 2017 was the year of school shootings and mass shooting. 2018, again, was like death. 2019 was shooting again. Like, since then, Everybody remember when they said 2012 was supposed to be the end of the year, I mean, end of the uh, end of the world? No, y'all. 2016 was. Since 2016, we have not had a good year, and that's the reason why when it came down to 2000, um, 2019, December 2019, I had so much going on. I had, you know, been pregnant. Had a you know, have to. I had to miscarry. All these things were going on, and I felt like I needed a break in 2019, at the end of 2019, so I thought 2020 was gonna be my damn year, (laughs) y'all, we thought, uh, 2020 tricked the shit out of me, I don't know who else had that kind of thought that 2020 was gonna be their year, 2020 tricked the shit out of us, bruh, we really thought, we really fucking thought, and, Sometimes I don't even feel like life is real. I feel like we're just living in a stimulator, and I always get I get deja vu every day. Like I just feel like this shit happened. I feel like life just keeps repeating itself. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know if life is real, but and I, you guys, I'm I'm gonna talk about this subject because a lot of people ask, and and it's also one of the reasons why I became more private about anything that I post on my story or social media, just because I know there's someone who was saying that. There's possibility a possibility that someone is preying on me and you know watching trying to watch me spiral. but honestly, they're not doing a good job because I'm I'm like I'm still here, like we're gonna say that meme, Matisha Campbell, if you guys are not familiar with that uh meme. It's Tisha Campbell Martin. She's not married to Dwayne Martin anymore. It's an actress if you're not, you know, familiar with Tisha Campbell. She's an actress from Martin. She played on, like, School Days and My Wife and Kids, the TV show after Mom. And she made a meme, and she had a, it's a meme of a song, of her song, singing her song. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm still here, here, that's how I feel, like, you're not breaking me down, I'm still here, like, shit is depressing me, and I'm having a episode, I wanna die, but, like, I'm still here, I still have to be here, I'm scared of death, so we, I'm just gonna suffer in silence, like, fuck it, whatever, you ain't really doing nothing, I'm still here, anyway, <laughs> so let's get into this story, let's do the timeline, December 2019, to whatever, December 31st, 2019. I got so drunk. And I thought that this was going to be a good year. 2020. I really thought. January 1st, 2020. I had a hung- hangover. And I just thought that. I really thought that this was going to be my year. I thought I was going to be better with my fashion. I thought I was going to try to do more of my YouTube channel. No. So what happened was. Um. You know, in January 2020, I had a friend at the time that I kept. You know, I kept, um, I kept texting her about like a bad feeling. I told her, like, with somebody's death, it wasn't Kobe. It was some, maybe it was Kobe. Somebody had died previously, prior to Kobe, and I kept telling her, like, I feel like there's a really bad feeling. Like, I just feel like something's bad going to happen. I really. Like, the way my body was reacting, I just, I felt like something bad was going to happen. And then one day, while my dad was at work or something, I don't know, he was at home, I don't know, I was out, I was out at wherever I was. I don't know why I was, like, where I live now, I was across the street from where I live now in the parking lot by myself. And I, I was taking to my dad, and I was like, yo, like, this just, something's going on. Like, the energy, why is this? I was like, why is it so dead? Like, the gym looked dead, the parking lot. I just felt like I was in a movie in a different universe. I just felt out of my, it was an out-of-body experience. It didn't feel real. Like, something, I knew something bad was going to happen. Like, I literally kept telling myself, there's something bad going to happen, like, I don't know what it was. And I was working through January 2020, and I finally, you know, got me some more Chanel shoes that I used to, you know, with my money. And my dad had bought the iMac that I'm using right now. He just bought this brand new iMac, which my dumb ass broke. Long story. That's why my dad never wanted me to touch his stuff. But throughout that month of January 2020, my dad was constantly working at the hospital. Like, he was always there. If you're not familiar, my father was in the medical field for over 40 years. He worked at that hospital. Citadella Hospital. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. That's a terrible hospital. Do not take your people there. Citadella Hospital in Ingwood, California. Do not take your people there. Daniel Freeman not even open no more because Ingwood has terrible hospital. But anyway, anyway, my father worked at Citadella Hospital for literally 20 years since 2001. It was about to actually be his 20th year. So, it was technically 19, but we all rounded up. It's 20. So, my dad was at the hospital constantly. My my dad, y'all don't understand. Like, my dad, we had our problems, and we had a lot that I got to heal from one day. And we could talk about that in another episode. We just don't focus on the death part right now. But my dad was really the definition of a working man. Like he forced himself to be that person. And that's one of the reasons why I refuse to even work at this job anymore. I don't want to do it. I'd rather just, you know, be homeless at this point. I don't want to work. And that's from my personal experience. Like working is not fun. Hard manual labor is not fun. The way that we rarely get paid and just, it's not fun. Capitalism is not fun. So my dad was constantly working that month, and I watched my dad literally do twenty five hours work literally in one day. Like he didn't get no break. My dad would literally go after like at one point in our lives when I was in high school, around tenth grade, my father um, my father obtained his Nevada license, and he was he would go and start working and picking up extra shifts. To work in uh, Nevada, and he was working at the hospital where Tupac got shot at, or he'll be on residency and just like pick up certain jobs at different hospitals. My father was a respiratory therapist, you know, he you know worked with people on the breathing machine and stuff. So like I watched my dad drive all the way to Vegas, come back, and then sleep for like one hour, and then go work at Cinnanilla Hospital in Inglewood in Los Angeles. Like you know how much you gotta do to do all of that. Like my father was literally overworking himself and I I just don't it it, I'm sorry, you know I'm tearing up. It just it pisses me off that he never got to retire. He gave his life to saving people and I'm so upset that someone couldn't save his. It was just Uh sorry. You just like I don't wanna have to do that. Overwork myself. Sorry, just getting emotional talking about it. I'm gonna pause the podcast real quick. Let me recoup. Let me get myself together. Like, I'm sorry, y'all had to pull through. Pimp down, pimp down. Anyway, I watch my dad work every day. So, what's honestly getting me through his death? Is the fact that I was so used to him always being gone at work anyway. So me being alone and doing everything on my own honestly feels natural already. Because he was always at work. So I will always have the house to myself before my ugly ass brother and his kid moved in. (laughs) Prior, Prior to that, I will always have the house to myself. And just, you know... What happened? okay anyway back getting back on that so going back to the timeline January 2020 when i said i had that bad feeling we got you know shit kept going you know shit kept going shit happening woo 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 then all of a sudden y'all remember before Kobe died there was that the video of him and Gianna like at that at the basketball game in uh, December 2019 that was that went viral and it was just such a good moment so you know i'm say now it's january 26th 2020 i'm um getting ready to go to work i believe i was going to work and i saw one of my mutuals if you're not familiar with the term mutuals on social media it's when you follow somebody both you know follow each other um he he was one of the first people to post it and all i saw was kobe die and i'm like kobe who Kobe who? I know you ain't talking about motherfucking Kobe Bryant. Who called I, like, I know, like, Kobe is a common name. but I'm like, Kobe who? I go, I search up K O B E. Tweets just start rolling. Tweets are just going. D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. When I tell y'all, I. Fucking lost my mind. I was crying. And like I ran into the room and told my dad, and my dad hopped up and he said, "What?" I said, "Dad, Kobe Bryant is dead." Wait, wait, like, what? Like, like y'all don't understand that shit. <laughs> Kobe Bryant death. Y'all getting emotional again? <laughs> That was one of the worst days in the fucking world. Like, Kobe Bryant dying, and a lot of people be like, oh, like, I don't feel for Slery's death, and boo-hoo, you want a fucking cookie? Like, we get it. You're a fucking psychopath. You don't care about people. Who cares? That's the reason why your life's so fucking terrible. We get it. Like, you're a fucking psychopath. You don't care about people. We get it. He was a human. I get sad when any human passes away. like, <laughs> And he died with his daughter. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's fucking terrible. Like, people don't understand. Like, fucking. Oh my god, so terrible. But um, uh, so my my brother come out the room. My brother, who's now deceased. I tell y'all, like, my life is like Meredith Grey. One of my friends was like, oh my god, bitch, you're going through your like life problems like Meredith Grey. Like, swear to God. I'm sorry, y'all. I keep pausing because I gotta read. I gotta recoup. I gotta get myself together because talking about this shit making me emotional. But anyways, like. If you're not, I always gotta explain my references because I don't know who's listening. But Meredith Gray is the character, main character from the show Grey's Anatomy. And the reason why she said that is because Meredith Gray lost her father, her mother, her sister that she didn't, that really didn't grow up, her half sister, Lexi. She lost Mark Sloan, her friend. She lost her husband. She just lost so many people. So it's like she was making that joke that I'm losing so many people. But uh, back to January 26th, when Kobe died, I was so depressed. It was so eerie. Those four days was the most eeriest shit ever. Just so terrible. And I went to the Staples Center because, you know, I went to go honor him. And, you know, I got, him, I got a t-shirt of him, you know, with Gianna and him. And I went to go take flowers and put it outside the Staples Center, which is a very fucking terrible time like it was just anyway moving on i tried you know tried to move past i was very depressed when that happened so i was always i was already depressed so now we're on january 30th at 12 a.m i'm asleep i went to i was in my room dancing talk to myself whatever do the usual shit i go to bed i get a phone call it's someone. I'm like, who? I thought it was when I got the call. It was 310 number, so I thought it was my abusive ex calling me and bothering me. So I'm opening up. I call the phone like, "What the hell he want?" Because sometimes he would call me my abuser who passed away. <laughs> it's so funny because I, my coworker, always asking me something about like tattoos and i'm like, oh yeah he did like girl all the people in my life dying bitch like that this is the life like this is really something like i was like one day when you ask me a question i would not be like oh they did like it just keep happening girl like i don't know but anyway back to that i get the phone call and i answer it and i'm about to say what what you want chris but they was like is this zaria boom i'm like yeah they was like, you need to come to the hospital. Your dad had a heart attack. I, I got out of bed. And I screamed. And I said, what? Like, I was just so. my. I know my dad was very depressed over Kobe's death. And y'all don't understand, like. I think, not saying Kobe's death, like, you know, put more pressure on him. It, it made him more stressed out. He's already stressed out with work and all the time. but like I said, my dad was always at work in January 2020. Never gave him a break. And then, like, even on his off days, they would call him to come in to work a fucking 12-hour graveyard, graveyard shift. So when they said that I hopped up, I'm screaming. I'm screaming around my room. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm screaming. I'm over here. I just start grabbing everything. I start putting my shoes on, grabbing everything. I run into the room, tell my brother, uh, dad, dad's in the hospital. He's sick. We got to get the fuck up. And then my brother is just acting so nonchalant, like, what? Like, he's trying to downplay how I'm acting. We talk about, you know, like, the screaming ain't going to help. What that? My dad is sick. What are you talking about? Like my fucking best friend is in the hospital, and this is this is unexpected. My dad was perfectly fine. I saw him the day. What's eerie about this sit is that when Kobe died, and I put flowers on that Staples Center, uh, that day that my dad got sick. He went to go walk out. My dad was fine. He was working out. And everything he worked out. My dad was literally in his 60s, and nobody could tell he was in his 60s. Nobody knew, they thought he was in his 40s or his 50s because he looked so good at his age. At that time of his death, he was looking very, like, you know, sleepy. He looked sleepy, not sick. He looked fucking tired. He looked exhausted because this dumbass medical system is over exhausting their workers and literally exhausting everybody. All these jobs are exhausting Americans. Like, we're fucking exhausted and like that day i went to go take flowers to my neighbors like who lived in the gated community as us like and i went to go take flowers to them because they lost somebody so the day my dad got sick i was sending condolences to someone else i'm so tired of that like it's so fucking eerie so mine is my dad passed away a few days after covid so unexpectedly Just fucking ready. So, back to January twenty. I mean, January 30 I'm in my room screaming. So, what happened was my brother... What happened was my brother um, takes us to the hospital. He hops in his car. Takes us to the hospital. So, we get to the hospital. We go. They talk about your dad is in surgery. We're sitting in the room. I'm pacing. I'm fidgeting. Sitting in the hallway. Fucking. Just fucking... Visiting, not knowing what to do. This is my dad, who I always saw as a strong person, never got sick, nothing, none of that. I. It didn't fucking feel real. It feels like a fucking movie. This shit felt like a fucking Grey's Anatomy episode. This does not feel real. Like, only niggas in fucking Grey's Anatomy just get sick all of a sudden and just pass out. Like, what the fuck? Like, this don't happen to. I'm not saying it don't happen, it doesn't happen to perfectly healthy people, but perfectly healthy people just don't fucking have a fucking heart attack or something. And what happened was, what happened was, um, my, it's funny, I have a clip, or from, like, in this, back to December 2019, we, my father and I went to my grandfather's house, which is his father, and we... <laughs> we, like, my dad was just bragging about his heart rate and about how good his heart is, and ironically, the next month, he had a heart attack. Like, when I tell y'all, when I tell y'all, life is some bullshit, life is some bullshit. And what's, I never thought nothing would ever happen to my dad. I thought my dad was gonna live a long ass time because of his father. My grandfather is still alive. My grandfather turned 90 in a few weeks. My grandfather turned 90 in, like, three weeks. <laughs> I never thought Sorry, my grandfather turns fucking 90 in a month. He had his birthday June 20-something. So I really never thought this would happen to my dad. This was like the worst fucking thing ever to happen to me. So I'm in the hospital pacing and shit. They come up to they tell us that my dad... I was texting my dad that night when he got sick. Like, he got sick literally probably 30 minutes after I was texting him. So I was basically the last person to talk to him. My mom was the last person to talk to him on the phone, physically, vocally. My mom talked to him on the phone, and she, she said he was perfectly fine. He was in the bedroom before he went to work. And the last thing I can always remember is that when my dad left to go to work, the alarm sets off, so it was going off, and I went. To, I think I believe I went to go turn it off, or he turned it off, and I just smelled his cologne knowing that he left to work. So back to me at the hospital and they're telling us that my dad said he was sick. He tried to go. He tried to go save himself. He tried to go save himself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. He tried to go save himself. He said he didn't feel well. And then he passed out, and that was the last time he was alive. <laughs> so, my dad was in the hospital for a while, for, like, probably, like, like probably like 12 hours. And then, not 12 hours, probably, like, whatever. He was still in the hospital. He was all right, or whatever. And then he died the next day. What happened was, we was in the hospital, and I went to home to go. I got his belongings and his his. You know, his laptop, his whatever. He always took his food to work. I grabbed his, you know, his laptop, his keys. And I kept them with me because I know the people that my brothers are. So I kept, I took everything with me. And I went home, fed his dogs. And I went back to the hospital and everybody, you know, everybody's checking on me. People, my friend bought me flowers and stuff. And then when my friend brought me flowers we went back at the hospital and I was sitting at the edge of the bed with my dad. And you know, we were just watching him. People came to visit him. All these things people came. I thought he was just going to be sick and get better. I never in this world thought my father would pass. I never thought in the world that I would lose my father this early. People don't understand. A lot of people's parents be sick; they just get sick and then die. My dad wasn't even sick; he just fucking randomly died. It made no sense. It made no sense at all. It had it made it made no sense. So, um, uh, um, uh, my mother had her godfather come and pray with me. He's a member of our church. He prayed, whatever. What happened was, you know, when he started coding, I was in a room screaming and crying and whatever, and my aunt came in with a face, and I lost my shit. I lost my complete fucking shit. Felt like a fucking movie. Felt like a Grey's Anatomy episode. I was screaming like, I, I tore that hospital up. That's all I can say. Cinnamonilla Hospital. They know. They know I tore. I threw chairs and shit. I don't care. Fuck that hospital. Like, I feel like they are partially a blame for this. They should take better care of their workers. So my friends told me, you know, when we got the news of his death, and they was, you know, just, you know, I was just losing my shit. I lost my shit, you know, I don't know, really, I didn't really know what else to do, but scream, so, you know, I, and it was funny, I just kept saying sorry to my friend that was on the phone, that I kept screaming in her ear, you know, I just kept saying sorry, apologizing that I'm screaming in her ear, you know, she just kept saying, it's okay, like, I'm just screaming in her ear while in the hands of my friend who was there with me physically, <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, that was January 31st, he passed away, so when he passed away, I just stopped crying, I got up, I went, I told my friend, let's go to his car, I went to go try to get his car out, out of the Out of the, you know, out of the parking lot, employee parking lot, I had to go and find like the little, cause with the employee parking lot, you have to have like a pass or like this little remote to get out of it. And some people, I mean, somebody made a comment about why was the first thing that you was thinking of was to get his stuff? Because I know how my brothers are. Now, like, now when we get into the story, y'all gonna understand why that was the fucking first thought that came to my head because I know how they are. I had one of my brothers died last year in February, 2021 after my father was January, 2020. I had two brothers from my father's side. I have two sisters from my mother's side. I am the only child of my father and my mother, my two brothers. I never grew up with them. They're 15, like 14, 15 years older than me. I am 24. The motherfuckers was born in 1984 nineteen eighty five I was born nineteen ninety seven so I never got a chance to really grow with them grow up with them. I grew up with my sisters who are only six years older than me, just a little bit not that big of an age difference. It was still enough to, for them to have you know grown up with me and plus i was I was raised by like I say by my grandmother on my mother's side. my father we would really see each other on Sundays because he was always working so I really grew up with my brothers. The only time I really saw my brothers was like when I would go to my dad's condo before we got the gay the community house. And I just really didn't like them. Every story that I heard about my brothers were always negative, and I really never really liked them. Because I just felt like they were always taking advantage of my dad, and they were just two fucking grown ass selfish bums that never got out of their life. You know, like they never tried to do better. And. My father, well, like I said, on my dad's side, his mother, you know, left him certain things for him to be able to have the lifestyle that he had. So we inherited, you know, the house, her house. So my dad had two houses at a time, literally paying that mortgage on my grandmother's house because that house was paid off. But somehow it's a long story. That house wasn't paid off. So he was paying two mortgages. My, my dad paid two mortgages, two houses for 10 years. Just a hot ass mess. So what happened was, so my dad allowed my two grown ass bum brothers to live in my grandmother's house rent free, then pay no bills for 10 years. 10 years, y'all. 10 motherfucking years. My brothers did not pay no rent, no bills, no water, nothing. Nothing, y'all. And they got it all easy to, for them. That's what's pissed me off. So everything comes to them in life just spoiled. And I know a lot of people gonna say I'm spoiled, but I'm a different kind of spoiled. Let me talk about that. They're spoiled where you're like, oh, like I get everything handed to me. I don't work for shit. They're spoiled who is like you... Like, you're getting the benefits of what your parents worked for, or worked hard for. There's different types of spoiled to me. My father, although he spoiled me, I worked for anything else that I wanted. I always had to work, and with the situation with my dad, how being toxic, you know, prior to his death, which we'll get into another episode of that, I literally... Worked my ass off to get into six Cal State. I got accepted into Cal State Northridge. I got accepted into Humboldt, Humboldt. I got accepted into Cal State Chico. I got accepted into Cal State Northridge. I got accepted into Cal State Los Angeles. I got accepted into Cal State Dominguez Hills. I got accepted into so many Cal State Colleges and also got sent to like Miles and Bethune Cookman, but everybody get sent to Miles. Like Bows would have sent a fucking convict. It don't matter. And then Bethune Cookman as well, they don't count. I got to send them to all these schools because I, for 11th and 12th grade year, I said I was gonna get out of my dad's house and I was gonna get away from this toxic situation. I was gonna have to love my dad from afar. But no. You know, my dad didn't allow me to go to a four-year college. He just ended up making me go to a two-year, which fucking throws me off. Because you can't get through life without a bachelor's degree. And a bachelor's degree in this life, in this generation, don't even matter no more. You have to go for higher. You have to go for your, your uh, master's or your doctorate. It, you can't even, you have to go for something higher. So, back to my brothers. That's the reason why I don't like them. They just, like, how do you? I tell the stories to everybody and they don't understand. How do you live in a house for rent free 10 years and don't, and literally don't do anything with yourself? You're still in the same predicament that you are in 10 years later. I don't understand that. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I would have so much money, like, so much money. If my dad allowed me to live in his house for ten years rent free. Mind this. My brothers tried to be like, Oh, we're gonna get into it. when I was arguing with my brothers after his death, they was like, Oh, like you could have been like a uh, I was I had my own place at twenty. Nothing fuck you did. Shut the hell up. And they was talking about me. I only been working for prior to my dad's death, I was only working for five years, Cause my I got I graduated high school in twenty fifteen. I got my first job in two thousand fifteen and then that was it. What are you talking about? Shut the hell up. But okay, back to we're gonna go back to the hospital when my dad died. We're going back in the timeline, January thirtieth, first. So like I said, I went to go try to move his car out the parking lot. It wasn't working. I think the what was wrong? I think I didn't yeah, I didn't have the um I didn't have the remote. I had to go find the remote. So we went back to the hospital. They called me and was like, Where you're at? Where are you? I was like, oh, I'm at and I they was asking me where I'm at. They was like, you don't wanna come see your dad? I'm like, no, like, why would the fuck I wanna see my dad's dead body? Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, why would I wanna see that? But you know what? I sucked it up and was like, I should go say bye to my dad, you know, right now. I should. So I walked in the hospital. And my brother is like, "Where's Dad's car keys?" I'm like, "Bitch, first of all, don't come at me like that." And where the fuck are you like? Uh, this is my oldest brother. Stuff we have. So I have two brothers. One is older, and the other one's in the middle child. So I'm looking at my brother. I said, "I'm done." He said, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "You, bitch." We're going back and forth, y'all. Like we fighting. If we in the hospital making all this commotion and stuff, and they looking at us, the security guard was like, I understand y'all are lost, but there's other people who are in here grieving. And we was the only people in the ho- in that in the lobby. Shut up. I, I looked at the security guard looked at him and said, anyways, and start arguing with my brother again. Cause I'm like, boy, shut the hell up. This ain't no regular family. My dad worked at this gummy ass, scummy ass hospital for 20 years, which he also told me recently before he passed, he was like, If I pass out that hospital, Lord Jesus. That he literally said he know, he never hopes he <laughs> passes out at the hospital. And y'all, he passed out at the hospital. When I tell y'all life is so fucking weird, I hate it. Like, life is so fucking weird, you guys. Oh, my God. Life is so fucking weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, so, you guys. So, what happened was... I just after fighting with my brother, they thought they broke up the fight. The we weren't physically fighting; we just, you know, verbally fighting. They broke it up, and I said, "I'm gonna go look at. It. I'm gonna go see my dad." So I went to go, you know, see my dad for the last time. Gave him a kiss, you know, on his head, and then I turned to look at my other brother, who's the one who's dead now. And I was like, "Tell your brother he's not getting the car key." And he looked at me and was like, "He's supposed to get the car key. He's the oldest child. Bitch, you ain't girl. What I tell y'all, I went in there." They, so what he did, he started following me to the room that we prior were priorly were in when I was doing all that screaming and shit when he died. I'll start flipping the fucking chairs in that goddamn room. I said, bitch, boom, 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 all them chairs in that room flew. When I tell y'all, they just had to hold me down. because I was like, no, you this is not what we about to do. Like I said, this is y'all fault that he's gone because y'all didn't help him. Y'all added to his stress. Y'all did all these things, and y'all added to his stress. Like I, no, like no, like I really, y'all, I flipped them chairs. That hospital, I know they was cleaning up after me when I <laughs> when I was gone. So after that, I think they took me out the hospital. I immediately. What happened was I went outside. My family is talking to me. They trying to calm me down. I'm like, no, they're not getting inside my dad's house. No, like I'm sick of them. They don't do nothing to like help my dad out. Them two grown, almost 30-year-old men don't have nothing from a dime to piston. They don't have nothing. They don't have no own money, their car. They don't got their own place. You're almost 40 and don't have your own place. That is sick me. And I was like, oh, my God, y'all. Oh my God, y'all! So we're gonna fast forward. I went to my dad's house, locked it. They called. What happened was they called the police. I opened up the door. The police. I said, "What's up?" The police was like, "They say they live here," and I said, "No, they don't. They don't have any of the security passwords. They don't live here." Like, the only reason why my dad let them move into the gated community house is because he had to let go of my grandmother's house, so they were no longer living there. After living there for 10 years, rent free. But I was like, technically, they're not even, like, permanently living here. They come and they go. I said, they don't have nothing in here. At that point, I would like to say Englewood Police Department, fuck y'all, because y'all literally are the reason... And the cause of this, all this happening, because y'all could have listened to me. But nobody ever want to listen to my voice because I'm a woman. They always try to undermine me and say that I'm being emotional and when I'm speaking facts. I am speaking facts. They didn't live in that house, and it's, it got all it got all confusing with the justice system because technically, and by California law, if somebody stays with you for 30 days straight, they become a tenant in your resident residence. So that's where it gets fucked up. But I was like, they literally wasn't here for thirty days straight. They would come and go, and my dad would just let them shower and then leave. My nephew, who was the oldest, uh, oldest brother's son, lived here. That's what I was trying to tell them, y'all. Like I was like, the police. What happened was the police. They just started running. They just. I guess somebody was shooting, so they responded to another call. So what happened was my brother slept in the car, in the fucking car the night, like um. The night that my, uh, my, uh, dad died, like he just slept in a car overnight. So what happened was I called his friend who was close to him and known him for about like 10, like, like 10, 20 years now. She known him about 20 years now. So I called his friend and she came over, but my brother came out his car and was like, I was trying to, I was trying to sneak her through the back door. So without him noticing, but he got out the car and was like, if she can't come in, if I can't come in. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't, so he called the police and talked about he wanna, he was like, I am the oldest child, and I need to find information to bury my father, when I tell y'all, (laughs) ah, karma, (laughs) karma really, really works in your favor, y'all, karma will really tear you down, when I tell y'all, karma gonna get my older brother, like, it ain't no joke, Karma going to get him. Karma. Karma. Look, y'all might say that I sound like a terrible person for saying this, but karma already got my middle child, brother. He died. I'm not saying that's his karma, but God, I feel like God can give you only, only so many tents. That brother who died had already been previously shot for a robbery. He tried to rob a floral shop. Like, a man who's, he tried to rob a little Hispanic floral shop. This man probably trying to work and trying to feed his family. and you going to rob him. And the only reason why my brother got off is because the man chased my brother and shot him in the back. And that's technically, that's not self-defense no more. When you're chasing, when you're chasing the, the um whatever, when you're chasing the uh, suspect or whatever, you know, they're no longer, a, you know, you know, it's no longer like a case you can win. You know, you're not supposed to chase them. You know, it's not self-defense no more. So prior to my brother getting shot in February 2021, this man already been shot. And I feel like God only gives you so many chances to change your life around if you don't. And honestly, I feel like even though bad things be ha- like happening to me, my ancestors, they haven't been on my side lately. I don't know what the hell. I think they're fed up with me because I honestly, I talked to my ancestors, but my ancestors, y'all, they... Oh, my God. They really will get you over me. They really protect the hell out of me. So I feel like any person who does me dirty, they do not end to, they do not live to see the end of it. I swear to God. I swear to God, y'all. I swear to God, my ancestors really be working their ass over time for me. But anyways, back to, like, you know, January. Now we're on February 1st, 2020, where my brother is telling my dad's friends he can't come in. So this man called the police. What happened was, this is how all of this went downhill, and I am still going through it to 2020, I mean 2020, my apology, 2022, two years later, I am still dealing with this oldest brother, who refuses to get out of my father's house, and it's no longer even my father's house, I sold the house, y'all, he's still there, let's go back, February 1st, 2020. So, what happened was, when my father had to give up my grandmother's house after not being able to keep paying mortgages again, you know, two mortgages, he allowed my two brothers to change their address, to change his address, to change the address on their California identification cards to his current address. That motherfucker, dad, I love you, but that was a dumbass move. So that's why the police was like their, their license say that it was they they live they live here so they can come in so the police fucking let them in equal police you're trash I was like oh my god so supposing my brother doing all this talk about how he needs to bury his father they went through the paperwork Supposing my brother just stole money he stole money from his deceased father. And this is exactly why my father did not trust them, did not think of them as good people. Even though he continued to help them, my dad did fucking you know, help them and he should have been stopped helping them after years ago, but my father was a given person and it's it's complicated. My dad should have been fucking stopped helping them. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all. My brother's my brother, oldest brother, attention was not to bury my father. He was talking all that mess. He was just trying to get in the house to find something. And the police let him in. This is why I don't believe you can reform police. Police, they're just inhumane. They just, yeah, you know, I, re- I don't believe in police reform. They are just terrible people. I've dealt with them too much over the past two years. So, the police let them in. I was undefeated. I just start grabbing whatever I can of my father's, and I snatched whatever else, and I just put it in my room. And and I was like, don't go in my fucking room. These are the things that I, I put everything that I can, like, hold on to. And I changed the locks on my door, all of that. What happened was, it turns out my my. Brother found something to bury my father. But it turns out my dad left me in charge of everything. He, I was the next of kid. At one point, I was doing like a, cow, a cat and mouse game. So this is all February, y'all. This is me. I never got a chance to heal. Like This podcast is about healing, but I'm trying my best to heal. But I never got a chance to heal from all of this. I hope that by the time... July is I can go on vacation and heal from all this, but I had to just get into I had somebody had to just basically slap me. Not they didn't physically slap me, but they had to mentally slap me. The person, my dad's friend, who was helping me out, she had to be like, Look, your dad is in the hospital more, he needs to be buried. Y'all need to stop arguing, she slapped me. She slapped me. And I had and I frankly I don't really agree with what she said, but she snapped me back into this and I was like, Okay. Fuck all this fighting! I need to bury my father. He deserves to be buried. He deserves everything. He deserves it. So I stopped. I was just like, whatever. So this is all February. When I tell you, I was losing my fucking mind at the fact that the police let my brothers back in. I the police kept getting called to our house because we kept fighting. The police came to our house probably like twenty times that month. <laughs> I'm sorry, in February, we just can't fight in. The same, one of the same cops that I encountered kept coming and he fucking, I reported him. I reported him to his watch commander. They did nothing as usual because I encountered him recently on something that's not, you know, obtaining to my dad. But, like, y'all, like, I hate that car. I will just, I couldn't, I just, y'all, I just that police like we kept arguing with my brothers and I was like you guys are bums like you never did nothing I can't and then my brother was like yo you had a chance to get out too you, you know, they was like you max you let daddy hold you back and I'm like bitch I'm only I'm like I at that time I was only 22 I'm like I'm 22 years old like what are you what are you talking about like what are you I'm only 22 years old what are you talking about you're not even talking about nothing shut up like you're not talking about nothing at all I'm like, I am 22 years old. Y'all are in y'all 30s. Y'all late 30s. Y'all are old. My situation is not compared to yours. And it was like, I keep telling yourself that. I'm like, no, these two men are so delusional. Y'all don't understand. Like, especially my older brother. There's something wrong with him mentally. I don't know what's wrong. Something he got, he got dropped on the head as a baby a few times. I can tell. Cause I'm like, he believes his lies so well. I'm, I'm 100% sure he's a narcissist. I don't know. I just believe he's a nursing because like, he truly believed that he had stuff going on for himself. And this is why, one of the reasons I didn't want them to move into my dad's house is because of how messy they are. They trashed my grandmother's house. And then they came over to my dad's house and trashed it there. What happened was I was maintaining the trashing because I was cleaning up and packing up stuff. And then when my brother was able to, my middle child brother who died, was in my dad's room whenever he would leave I'll go and like I would take the trash out of his room and throw it away and he was he was calling that weird. I'm like you need somebody to clean up for you because you're fucking dirty and you're disgusting. And then I cleaned up my dad's room and that was good. My dad's room was the only room in the house that was untouched. The police let them back in. I kept arguing with the police. I'm like, "Bro, they don't live here. they only just right. their identification card is their the address is on identification card because my dad let them put that there." It was a whole weird system with the legal system because technically they weren't tenant. And then my um, lawyer, who I definitely should have never signed contact with, was like, you, they're caught at will tenants, <sighs> You guys. So I, we found no will. So when you find no will, it goes to probate. Probate is basically when you find no will or deed or trust in the house or whatever to the decedent. So probate, the the court gets to be in your business and get to decide things. thing. So minus we find out that, you know, we're like I said, I was playing, uh, playing a cat and mouse game with my brother and trying to, you know, bury my father and stuff like that. And it turns out that I was the next kid. My dad, out of two grown ass men, he made his youngest daughter in charge of shit. Doesn't that not tell you nothing? Why? It's like nobody was listening to me. Nobody was trying to hear my voice. Nobody. The only people who listened to me was my family members and my friends. But like the police, the judge, like nobody's listening to me. Why don't y'all listen to me? They keep trying to make it seem like this because I hate men. Men will under gaslight you. And they, nobody was trying to listen to me, especially the male cops. I'm like, oh my God, they don't live here. I have proof. They don't know the security codes. They don't have a key to the house. None of that. The police forced me to give them a key to the home, y'all. Like, oh my God. Like, the police would not listen to me. It would just not listen. Nobody was listening to me like only people who was new to do what was going on was my grandfather and my aunt they knew they didn't live in that house it was an on and off situation and they are so dirty they don't know how to clean up at this some- I wish that I like I, I keep saying on my podcast I keep saying that I wish that I can post pictures on here so y'all can see how bad they trashed my father's home so what happened was when my brothers and I just kept getting into big fiascos or whatever. So now we're in March 2020. I was able to get a restraining order against my brother, This same cop that I don't, the one that I reported recently, his name is G. Sadal. I reported Sergeant Sadal, whatever his name is, Officer D'Saul, Officer Sadal. And he actually was the one to come over and fucking present and serve my brother to get out. This is the middle child brother. So what happened was I was able to change the locks And when they put the restraining order, they also put out, a. the judge approved the move-out order. What happened was, when we went to court to fight it, I go to court. It's a male Caucasian judge. I'm like, oh my fucking God, y'all. I'm like, oh my God, can I have a female judge someone? Like, oh my God. I'm so tired of being the only woman in the room. And it's a bunch of men. It was always like that. Like, oh my God. So, with my middle child brother, I am in court with him. The judge is like. The judge literally. Okay. So, I'm telling the judge. The judge is kind of getting. The judge is kind of getting on uh, both of us about talking too fast and saying that we need to talk slowly so that the typist or the translator, the court translator, can, um, you know, type it. So. The judge is like, oh my! I was telling the judge, they, they, my brothers don't live here. They're not good people. They're, I'm fearing for my safety, honestly, because they're in, you know, they're in gangs. I don't know them. I'm a female, like I live on, like I can't live with two grown men that I don't know. My father allows them to put the address So what happened was, you guys, the judge was literally going to approve the restraining order, he was going to approve it again. What happened was my brother got up and was like, oh my God, I have nowhere to go. Oh my God, I have nowhere to go. This, he just starts going off. I'm like, oh my God, if that was me, they would have said, order in the court, order in the court. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, the shit that men get away with is so ridiculous. Oh my God. And minus is, at this point, this is, minus. is, we're going through all of this shit during the pandemic, so, we were, in, we're wearing masks, and also, because at that time, they were saying that nobody has to be outside their house, because this is also, you know, when the George Floyd protests are going on, we had our, we had our, um, oh shit, what is it, time, not timeout. what is it when you, uh, Lord, I forgot the word. Y'all know what I mean? When we had curfew, when we had our curfews and stuff, so they didn't want nobody on the streets. So my brother was claiming he homeless and shit, and he was—he was in a hotel room when I kicked his ass out. The judge denied. Well, he didn't deny. He what he did was he kept the restraining order up, but he fucking took away the move out order. He said that my brother can't come within the uh fifteen feet, which is five yards. Bitch, I told the judge, I said, the judge was like, does anybody have anything to say? I said, excuse me, how are we supposed to have a restraining order and live in the same house? The house is not as big as he told you. He lied and told the judge that it's four rooms in the house. It's a three bedroom house in the and it's a uh, sharing bathroom, bitch. I said, this is, he lied to you. We're going to bump into each other all the time. There's only one stairway. It's not a big ass house. It's a gated community, but it's not a big ass house. My dad lived in like a man house a con it's not a condo but it's like a man house and i'm like oh my god so what happened was i texted my brother was like i don't care what I just say bitch like you ain't getting in my house like so what happened was for two weeks my brother literally was gone he didn't come he didn't come to the court immediately i guess he was asking the lawyers about like about the move out order and talk about like because he didn't want to risk it he even knew like if i was in the house and stuff like that, I was probably going to be like, oh, he came near me, you know, with the restraining order. What happened was, okay, so, then now we're on April, we're in, because I had him out on a restraining order for a month, and then, like, it gave me an extra two weeks with the, you know, after that stupid judge, like, let him come back in, but he didn't come for two weeks. What happened was, I got a call from the the gate, you know, the security guard at the gate, because it's a gated community, they were like, oh, your brothers are outside, I'm like, for what? They was like, oh, the judge saying, we got paperwork saying the judge that he can come back in. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, this is April 4th, well, April 13th, y'all, because it was the day for my bur- friend's birthday. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. I What I did, I'm petty as you, I got a measuring tape and came outside with it and was like, you can't come within this, of uh, this feet." What happened was in the fine print of the fucking restraining order, when the judge ordered it, it says that he can't come within five yards of me if he, um, if he's not, if he's being threatening. I'm like, oh my fucking god, I hate this, y'all. Y'all don't understand. I'm like, oh my god. So, it's my other brother there too. Now my older brother is there, because to a private, previously before, while my brother, my other brother, Zachary was out on a restraining order, my brother Xavier was literally, the older brother was asking me, can he come back home, and I'm like, no, no, because it's not your house, and y'all don't do nothing, but y'all destroy it, because y'all dirty, and y'all don't know how to respect your father, so, what happened was, y'all, um, Lord Jesus, the cops came. It was a big old blowout. All these cops came. Mine is let's actually go back to when I my, I got my brother put out with the restraining order. When I got him served, he was not being compliant, and all these the cops had their baton their batons drawn, and I thought they was about to ram the king him him. Ooh, I thought they was gonna ram king him. I said, "Oh Lord Jesus, help me, Lord! I'm about to see this man get his ass beat by these cops." I'm like, "Oh my God!" I had everything been going on in my life for like a movie for like a freaking. Movie, and after that, y'all going back to April 4th, 13th to when now I'm having this big out blowout. Mind is y'all, my friend left. If I told her I don't want her to be in the middle of it, I'm not, I'm not gonna put your life at risk. You can leave. Cause my friend was in the house with me when they came out, and when it happened, I told her to just leave. Mind it, it's a whole fucking five ten cops. Like, it's a whole bunch of, like, 10 million fucking cops. Like, it's all these cops, y'all. Literally, and I am the only woman. Imagine that. A whole ten mil cop in front of your house, and you're the only woman trying to... And then the cop was like, how old are you? I said 22. He was trying to literally gaslight me and tell me I'm acting childish. No, the hell I'm not. Listen to me. I don't they don't live here it's like they weren't listening to me these tom cops y'all like they weren't listening to me i'm like oh my god listen to me they're they don't live here oh my god these cops were not listening to me so what happened was the cop literally said that if i don't let them in the house it says that i am defying court order and he said he was gonna throw me in jail and charge me with a misdemeanor and I thought about it because y'all know I'm Zaria Alexis Boone and I'm like, I'll go down fighting. Ain't nobody gonna get in this house. Ain't nobody gonna get in this house. I'm gonna just throw the fucking key and swallow it. Y'all gonna have to wait till it come out my ass. That's how I am. I'm really a fighter. People don't understand that. And then what happened was I was like, ugh. I really don't feel like paying for bail money right now. I was like, oh my god. So the cops let them in. After that, I have not been able to get them out one of them dead now, but the other one, so after that, that's April 2020, so going through, my brothers and I kept arguing, kept arguing, we're going through 2020, I am still reeling in my dad, death, trying to heal 2020 on my own, so finally, I start. you know, the sit, what happened, I signed a contract, with this terrible probate lawyer, in February 2020, he's been terrible, and he's prolonged this thing, all the way to June all, I mean, all the way to 2022. Probate is only supposed to last nine months to a year. It's been two fucking years, y'all. And I'm still dealing with this. When my dad's death, I never got a chance to heal. I never got a chance to be like, oh my God, my dad is really gone. I have to just continue to work. And that's how it is with death in this society. That like, We don't even get a chance to heal. We don't even get a chance to grieve. We just got to be like, oh, well... It happened, now I gotta go back to work. Like, oh my god. That's fucking terrible. That's so terrible. Y'all, like... So, throughout those months, from April 2020 to September, I was just, you know, fighting my brother. We weren't getting along. Shit was happening. They were being disrespectful. They were making the house filthy. My brothers are not clean people. They definitely give girls back to your vaginosis. They were definitely just dirty. They were not cleaning up. My brother, I had... I had. What happened was, I had a big old thing of DVDs of my dad's DVDs that I wanted to take with me and my brother. I got... What happened was, I tried... I turned off the water in the house. I turned off the gas in the house. Everything. Everything. Like, I turned off everything, and they still managed to be in there like cockroaches, bro. So, um... So, when I tell y'all, it's so much. Like, from those months, I did everything. And I also got approved to be his administrator as his executor. So, I'm the executor now. And I'm making the moves. And I'm, like, trying to rub it in their face. Like, yeah, I I could finally kick y'all asses out one day. What happened was, the fucking rent momentarium was up and evicted. You couldn't evict anybody because of the fucking pandemic. Oh, my God. Imagine going through all of this and you can't do anything because of the pandemic. The courts is closed. You can't put people out on the street because of the virus. Oh, my God. This is hell on earth. Living like this was hell. It literally was a Grey's Anatomy episode. So, after that, finally, in August, I got approved for my apartment. I started heading to move out. I'm thinking this situation is over. We're going to sell this house. No. A whole year goes by. And now we're in 2020. The house still The house is sold, but he still won't get out. My oldest brother, Xavier. So... Now I have an apartment and then I got hit with my ex, you know, my abuser's death. So I'm so overwhelmed with everything. I'm like, I just got a new place. I'm not happy though because my ex is dead. Got fucking killed. I'm like, oh my god, like, why can I have a break? Why can I not have a freaking I'm like, oh my god, why can I not have a break? Why is, why is all these things happening? And I what happened was I just started asking people to help me out with like breaking a curse or breaking a hex and I'm just like, somebody is after me. And I don't know who it is, but somebody's after me and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know. But, um, wit, you guys, wit, you know, I got into a big old fight with my brother and y'all don't understand, a lot of people have their things about who I date and out date and outside my race, but People don't understand, like, the black men in my life have not been protective. They have not defended me. The only person that really defended me was my father, but he had his words that he said about me. And it's a complicated situation. Like, my brother, when we were getting into a fight, he was calling me nappy-headed, calling me ugly bitch, calling me all out of my name, my brother, my blood brother. <laughs> like, I am your blood. Like, <sighs> He did but anyways too. I got it so I finally moved into my apartment and then the moment I moved out my oldest brother moved into my dad's room and destroyed that room now that room it looks like a trap house from the in the inside from the outside it looks all nice and shit and then the inside they destroyed my father's home you guys they literally destroyed my father's home like this is a half a million worth half a million house worth a million house And they destroyed it. And then January 21st, my, January, I mean, sorry, 2021, we're moving on to January 21. And then in February 2021, my brother got killed. And then I was finally able to evict my oldest brother, but I decided not to. I just opted out because... Because we were going to have to use my father's estate money just to evict him. And I decided that wasn't the best move. So, honestly, throughout 2020 and 2021, my brothers and I just found out a lot of things about our father that I don't feel like it's not podcast business. But shit just really happening. I was, my dad left it all to me and everything. And being only 22 to now going on to 25, dealing all this on my own, a bitch is stressed. I don't know why people be acting like I can't really be out here stressed. I am stressed the hell out. And, um, y'all just, oh my God. So when we found out my brother dead, I felt kind of feel bad for my older brother. Cause I'm like, damn, he lost his best friend. So I start feeling bad for him. And then as we go by, months go by, my lawyer sucks. He's not doing nothing to make this situation move. It's a whole Year going by, I'm still dealing with this the court situation with my father's estate. Finally, 2021, I'm just dealing with all this stuff. My brother is destroying my dad's house. He won't get out, he won't do this. So, the people I sold my father home to are a young black couple because I, I refused to give my father's home to a non black person. They're already taking over Inglewood, California, and they've been working with me gratefully for the past year. I'm very grateful for them for helping me out through everything and, you know, being on my side. So, 2021, I wasn't really arguing with my brother. I barely went to my dad's house because I was so mad at how it looked. And 12 months really went by fast as hell. So, now we're in 2022. The house is sold. And... My brother still won't get out. (laughs) My oldest brother and people like, and I put it on my Instagram story the other day and they was like, oh my God, he's still in there? Yes, y'all, he's still in there. And I went over there last Saturday. That's the reason why I wasn't able to do my podcast. I went over there last Saturday and I was like, oh my God, like, are you going to get out? He was like, yeah, I'm trying to work on getting out. Y'all, it's not even my dad's house no more. I sold the house. He still won't get out. Oh my god! I know he has nowhere to go, but like, damn! Like at one point, even the owners of the home are like, "Bruh, they're getting fed up because they want to start moving into their home." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry, y'all." I was like, "They was like, at one point, where? What do you think? Like, you're gonna get out? Like at one point, does it click in your head that you can't get baby no more? You can't. My dad is not here to enable your behavior." You have to let you have to understand your consequences. You had to you had like almost 20 years to get your life together. My dad, my dad has been babying them for the past 20 years. It's time to get your life together. No more. It's no more excuses. It's nothing. And they were even like the neighbors. I mean, they're honestly the people who bought the house are my neighbors. So my neighbors were like the owners. They were like. You did it, Zarya. Like you got out, you got your place. You out here doing things. You out here trying to be you trying to do the, it clicked in your head. I'm like, yeah, it clicked in my head. This is the reason why my dad left the entire because like the older brother, back to my oldest brother, the one who was claiming that he needed to get into my dad's house to get the paperwork and handle business. That bitch, he abandoned me when it came down to burying my dad. I had to pay for my dad, you know, out of my pocket, my own pocket. I had to do everything and pay for my dad. I had to bury him. I had to do the paperwork. I'm only at this time I'm only 22 years old doing all this on my own. My two brothers bounce. Like, come on, y'all. <sighs> y'all just y'all don't understand. Y'all y'all Honestly, I only I, I could just go ahead and conclude this cuz it's so much that went on that I could talk about it forever. But I can say that trying to heal from all this has been terrible. I'm trying my best to heal. And the only thing that has got me through this. is just. I feel like the only thing that can get you through the death of a parent. Is just to, it's just to be like. You're not the only one going through this. I So many people lost their parents over the past two years. Because of the COVID virus. Because of anything. I notice that so many people around me are losing their parents. People don't understand losing a parent is the worst feeling ever, especially when you're young. My friend was like, honestly, Zaria, we're at the age where we lose parents. I'm like, no the hell we aren't, girl. We are in our early 20s. What are you talking about? We are in our 20s. I feel like the age of losing parents would be in your 40s, 50s, because your parents would be like in their fucking 80s, 90s, or at least thirty. You should be in your 30s when you lose your parents. Like, not 20s. You are not supposed to lose your parents in your 20s. Unless you have an older parent like, you know, my father and her, you know, parent. (sighs) You guys, I don't know. All I can say is that if you are dealing with the loss of a parent, all you got to do is just remind yourself that, you know, you're not the only one out there. That's how I got through it for the past two years. I know that there's so many people who are going through shit and I just... Don't want to feel like it's all me, me, me. I try my best not to be me, 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 me. I know there's other people who are out there suffering. So that's how I've been dealing it for the past two years. But when I tell y'all, boy, when I finally get done with this court stuff, I'm having a party. I'm having a party. I am celebrating my dad. I am having a party. That's all I can say, y'all. That's all I can say. But you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and end this podcast. I I'm gonna try to do another episode either tonight or I'm gonna, I'm gonna add on another episode tomorrow just to make up for last Saturday. Because this went on really long. But thank you so much for anybody who was listening. Please, please tune in. Continue to tune in. Please follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Pandora. Pandora, I'm not sure if they uploaded my podcast on there yet. They keep taking forever. They sitting there awaiting my approval. But please, please tune in, you guys. I am Zaria, a.k.a. Black Phoebe Hollow. Have a good night. Thank you.